Can you tell? Uh, no, I thought we were going to do it online, but you can do it over the phone. I, uh, I got the, um, I was trying to reread it, you know, right before. Yeah. And, uh, it's so dense, you know? The, the yeah, the story. Yeah, and the repetitive. Um, and uh, I just, I only managed to read like, I swear, in two hours, or maybe in almost in 90 minutes, I only managed to read, reread uh, 17 pages. Yeah, I, I read it over the course of like two days. Yeah. Like two sittings, because it's not, it's not super long. No. Um. But um, I uh, I I uh, enjoyed it more than I thought I would. You know one. I you know when I was reading it the second time, or what, you know I read right up uh, to the um, explosion. Yeah. Which. And then I then I thought I was like well. I was like, Rob's probably really enjoying all this with the coal and everything. Oh, you thought I was? Yeah, I figured you would, you would really, you were getting a lot of pleasure out of the coal, the coal scenes. <laughs> um, was that yeah, what you were, was that what you were enjoying or am I wrong? No, I was. I also enjoyed the, the scene where they were, um, they were shoveling the sand ballast in the bottom of the ship. Is that closer to the beginning? Is that when they're yeah. when they're first setting off? Yeah, and they don't have it said um let's see here. Yeah, uh it's on page seven. Okay. Um You know what's funny about that? That's I found that scene to be very confusing. Did you? I'm not I couldn't figure out if they were I guess they had run aground, correct? Well, this said, it said, um... Because uh, they were out, because you're saying they were outside of the ship, shoveling. But they were shoveling the ship free, correct? No, they're, they're inside of it. How did so much sand get into the ship? Well, they, they put the sand in there, because remember, it's a cargo ship. You have to put, you have to put ballast in the ship to get it to, to, um, sit... Even be stable in the water, or else it will just capsize. Okay, yeah. So, um, like, uh, sometimes if you look at, like, small sailboats that have, um, uh, that have, like, a, if you see them on, like, dry dock, with, like, a, with absolutely out of the water on, on, uh, stilts or whatever, uh-huh. uh, there will be, um, what looks like a kind of, like, volume, or like a, like a, like a blister at the bottom of the keel. Yeah. Up at the bottom of the hull. And mm-hmm. that is a weight. That's ballast. And that's compensating for 
something else in the ship. Well, it's keeping it. It's keeping it like it's it's keeping it weighted down in the water, so it can't. Like think about like um, like a bass toy that's like part that that this gets. It's so buoyant that it just sits on top of the water and it flips over and over. Yeah. It's it's keeping the ship stable in the water, so it's sort of like it's sort of like keeping it so that the buoyancy the buoyant force pushing up on it doesn't just shove it around. Huh. Yeah, it keeps it like it keeps like it's like a you know how like um like a um have you ever seen like a like a buoy bobbing in like uh yeah like all the time waves? yeah right so like the the um the tying it to the bottom right makes it so that it doesn't turn itself over it just kind of sits there and bobs up and down and it leans to one side leads to another mm-hmm. but it doesn't flip over right the ballast acts in the same way as a uh, in a ship. Yeah. It makes it so it's harder, it makes it much harder to capsize. I feel like though that we're already like, we're, this conversation's already, um, like we're already getting into like um, symbolism, you know? But we're kind of like, yeah. we're, uh, we gotta slow our roll a little bit here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, once we start talking about, like, the logistics of the ship, and then we're really talking about what the story's really about, right? Yeah. Um, so, I guess, that said, um, do you know who Marlo is? Do you know, Mar- Marlo is from Heart of Darkness, right? I, see, I don't, I didn't... I didn't do any, like, I, I sort of, like, the way I, I prepared for it is I read it, like, carefully, and I didn't do too much, um, I didn't do too much homework, so I just wanted to, like, sort of read it without, but I did not know he's He's, he's the Brando character in Heart of Darkness. Okay, gotcha. Um, and he's an ongoing, uh, he's found in lots of his stuff, Marlo. Okay, he's like, he's the, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but he's like a, he's always like in a mentor role, you know? Or he's always like the man in the room. And, uh, uh yeah. he's the guy that like went on the journey and like, he, he doesn't, um, he embodies the, the whole trip, you know, all the time. Yeah. He, he embodies the voyage and, um, he's like kind of what they're all shooting for, you know? Is like some kind of a transcendence or something that will happen to you when you're out. And I think a lot of what um, Apocalypse Now is about or um, Heart of Darkness is um, it's like the ultimate. Um, so he's like a Marlo's like a moneymaker, right? He like works for like a company like the Dutch East Indian Company or something. And he goes on these routes or whatever and he's a trader and then he's got like his own hustle going too right like he also has like he's making money for himself too right and um and then no one no one this is always like the theme in all his there's always this one captain and no one knows what his source is you know no one knows where he's getting his goods so cheap and like everyone else in the community is like dying to find out where like this guy's sailing off to 
Um, and the and it's always this, it's always the case that it's in a couple books that the place he's sailing off to is a place where he's like replaced the god figure in the community in the village. And uh, created his own, you know, world that ultimately will consume and destroy him too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but here we have Marlowe, and he's not, he doesn't really seem so destroyed, though. He seems like he's retired from, uh, from this stuff, right? Yeah, I, uh... I had the impression that this was, um, yeah, I had the impression that this was someone who is recalling, like, the high point of their, um, one of the high points of their life, because it's something that's, um, You know, I don't know. I guess it kind of because it, because it fits it fits into their like it sort of it sort of sets the tone for what came afterwards and sort of like well then I became you know someone who uh, you know all 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 struggles after this were just yeah uh, exactly were just sort of mere trifles. This is the true test, and I passed it. It was all extreme entry after that. It was all just I just was able to allow everything. Yeah. I was, like, part and parcel, right? With, like, this whole... And then I had to go through this thing, though, you know? Yeah, this is, like, this is his, like... This is his, like, what, what made him what made him a man. Or yeah. Man, like, yeah. But what's interesting is that he gains that... He's... He gains that awareness, like, midway through the story, though, you know? Yeah, I... Um... As a youth... Yeah, and his, his, um, his, like, uh, yeah, I, the, the, what, what point are you talking about exactly? Which, what, 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 he said midway through the story, but what was the, what was, what, like, about when? Oh, I, I meant, actually, kind of like right before the explosion. Um, he's, like, getting a little cocky, you know? And things are oh, going. After the, after the pumping. Yeah. And he's been through so much pumping, you know? Yeah. And he's kind of has like, he's kind of cocky about that. Um, oh. Let me find where that is. Oh, yeah, he was telling, he was telling, um, he was he telling was someone not to do something. He was telling, he was telling an a, a inferior of his on the ship to like not do something with a particular piece of equipment. It was a cook or something. Um, yeah, it was right. I'm here. It's like, it's, for me, it's like, um, it's, uh, eight, nine. It's like 13 pages in. Um, okay, so then. Yeah, I'm opening the PDF versions that I have. <laughs> okay. Um, Well, that's after the explosion. Well, they really like the way the uh, the coal smells. Um, let's 
See, when they talk about the smell, I like the way they talk about the smell. Because the smell can kind of be everything, you know? Um, yeah. Depending on, like, the mood on the ship. Um, yeah. The smell down below was as unexpected as it was frightful. One would have thought hundreds of paraffin lamps had been flaring and smoking in that hole for days. I was glad to get out. The man with me coughed and said, Funny smell, sir. I answered negligently. It's good for the health, they say, and walked aft. <laughs> um, That's a good one, right? Yeah. I think that, like, if you look at this story, like, in a bigger sense, it's terrible, you know? But there's so many good little, just little gems like that, you know? There are. Uh, you said, first thing I did my head down the square of the midship ventilator. I lifted the lid in visible breath, something like a thin fog, a puff of faint haze rose in the opening. Then the air was hot, heavy, and sooty, terrible. Oh, yeah. Then they realized that, yes, the, the coal is burning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the, um, yeah, I, I, you know, initially I, I sort of skipped over that because I was sort of trying to, I was sort of like, oh, like, you know what, I wanted to see what would happen. I, I was thinking about what's going to happen next. Of course, yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. You're like, where is this going? Yeah, I was like, where is this going? That is funny. <laughs> you had like your your Netflix hat on. Yes, I did. I yeah. had my yes, I had my um, I had my Hardy Boys reading sensibility going. Yeah, of course. Um, but um, you're like, I'm way too in the, I'm way too like, you were like lost at sea there. You needed to ground yourself. You were like getting too close to um, to some truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who I was. Um, what, what I, um, does he, and also does he say, does he say at the beginning what Marlowe does? Yeah, he does. Now? Yeah. Um, well, at one point, he's not sure what his name is. I like, I, lo I love that part, how he doesn't quite know anyone's name. Um, but, uh, here we go. Okay, here we go. There was a there was a director of companies, an accountant, a lawyer, Marlowe, and myself. Well, he doesn't give him a profession here. The director had been a Conway boy. I would love to know what that is. Um, the accountant had served four years at sea. The lawyer, a fine-crusted Tory, high churchman, the best of old fellows, the soul of honor had been chief officer and the people. I love how he praises this guy, but then he's never mentioned again in the story, you know? Yeah. But this guy's like the ultimate, like, aristocrat slash professional, right? Yeah, like, um, someone who, uh, someone who, who's, um, who's, uh, standing in society is, or, or like, you know, they're beyond reproach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like they could say about anything with this guy in the room, you know? Yeah. 
It doesn't matter how like body things get, like with the wine and everything. Right. And, yeah, exactly. And the talk, because I mean, there's a high churchman in the room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're going to be talking about well, yeah, but they're and they're they were the the you know the the topic of discussion was the uh, the for, the formation of of one's character. <laughs> I don't know how often I sit down with my friends and talk about the formation of our characters. Um, yeah, I mean, that was the, uh, and then he really, he, he continually mentions, um, the claret. Um, yeah, it's not now, like, now, like, now claret is, like, only mentioned two sets of scene in like some kind of costume drama you know what I mean yeah it's not what if you people were really telling their stories they wouldn't be yeah in this very earnest way which that's the other thing it's hard to know how earnest any of this is um I kind of like to well, think I, that it's it isn't it isn't obviously but yeah I I like um I, uh, what I, well, I'll give you, I'll give you, like, the, the high-level thing I was sort of considering after having read it. Mm -hmm. I read, I read the, I read the, um, the first, like, third on one day, and the next day I came back and I read the remaining two-thirds. So I read, like, I read up to the end of the sort of pumping part, mm -hmm. and then I, um, continued onward to, like, the, the, the rest of the journey and the, eventually the fire and uh, they're ending up, um, I guess, somewhere near Malaysia. Yeah. Like, um, but I kept thinking about the, um, you know, um, I don't know, I was thinking about the, the relationship that people have to their, um, like, life, like, specifically men have their relationship to their sort of, their sort of life story yeah. over, you know, and, like, over the course of their lives and how sort of the ending, the ending is sort of uh, melancholic. Like, they're sort of, like, all sitting around and just, they were all perhaps enjoying this, because uh, they don't, they don't mention the other people again. You know? <laughs> they're just sitting there listening to this like giant uh, uh, yarn, <laughs> and um, with all of his, you know, extemporizing and, and discussion and you know setting of the scenes. And then at the end, um, he talks about how he's like, he's like, ah, oh, but they're like, uh, I finally saw um, the brown hordes who were like. <laughs> vibrating like vibrating like bees upon my like uh uh waking up and viewing them and <laughs> yeah you know after i after 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 the curing you know it's like it's like there was like this sort of pure sense of wonder but in a very sort of like um uh like uh, uh that is uh, uh, on behalf of marlo the 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 narrator about like his um 
He's like, oh, I finally made, I'm finally here in this place that is like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where I, you know, one imagines I've made like something of myself by taking this place, which is so wild and and uh, foreign, and um, uh, digesting it and commodifying it such that I, I have, I have, I, I it, this is the key to the next stage of my life, where I was going to make something of this place and in turn make myself into a person of, you know, uh, standing and, and significance back home. But it's like, it's sort of sad because it's like, well, you didn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't go there and allow yourself to be changed by it so much as you just like, you're like, well, here's, I, you know, you had no real encounter with it and now it's over and gone, you know? Yeah. Well, are you saying that that there's you don't get much? All he had to do was show up. Is that what you're saying? That what you're saying basically? All, his well, pr- his presence alone was 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 what you know, and his experience leading up to it. Yeah, but he but he remembers that you know he remember that he remembers the voyage, which is just like which is which is which is awful, right? And like <laughs> everything goes wrong. Yeah, and is terribly uncomfortable, and they nearly die multiple times, and. Um. Uh, they finally end up safe uh, in the quote unquote the east. It's not really said where. It's not Bangkok. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Oh, Western Australia. That was the other place they might have ended up. Uh, Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> Remember, he mentioned that he'd only been to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, he'd only been to yeah, he'd only been to Sydney and Melbourne. <laughs> um. Yeah, but those like you know he was like. He was excited for, um... But, but, the, yeah. but the first mate wasn't so experienced either. Remember, he hadn't even been around the capes. Oh, right, yeah. He was, but he was, like, he was just, um... He was... He was some... Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I don't he was someone who was already, like... He was... Did he talk about his, like... He, he mentions the fact that his beard is white and that he's, like, already, like... He hadn't attained... Yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, he said he hadn't really attained a station sort of befitting his age and experience. Yeah. Like, he was from a good family, but, like, hadn't oh, really made it. that was... He had all the right connections. Right, yeah, yeah. But his luck had somehow always been off. Right, that's... Yeah, exactly, right. Um... But the, uh... The captain, though, was the one with the, um... They're they're easily confused there. Um, the captain though is not bearded, and he's with he has um, the blue eyes if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, the, the sort of blue the, the sort of like uh, lively blue eyes that like uh, people uh, of the uh, you know lower classes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> here here it is right here, and he had blue eyes in that old face of his, which were amazingly like a boy's. With that candid expression, some might, some quite common men preserve to the end of their days by a rare internal gift of simplicity of heart and rectitude of soul. Um, it's that's another great one too, right? Um, yeah, that that, that one stuck. That that stuck immediately. That. That lodged in my memory uh, of it uh, uh, immediately. 
That, that shot's the top of the things that I, I took away. Yeah, I, I underlined that. That's like the only thing I have underlined in like the first four pages. Um, and you know what it reminded me of? When I, uh, when I first moved to L.A., I, uh, I, I kind of only knew one person, right? And mm -hmm. he was a guy who I had worked with in Chicago when I had this internship. And he was also like an intern, but like he was in a rock band and a real kind of kind of like television, a real far out kind of rock band. And he was a real Chicago person. And uh, yeah. he's also like very good looking and like was a lead singer type, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. of course, he ended up moving to L.A., right? And yeah. um, so he was the only person I knew and I hadn't seen him for years. I had just worked with him for a few months at this job in Chicago um, when I was, you know, I don't know, 20 years old. Um, so I called him up, and of course he was like, he's, he was a, ended up working on all these commercials. But uh, So I called him up, and he came and picked me up, and um, we were driving around, and we were like on La Brea, um, but down south, like down around like Washington, I think it's called. Yeah. Um. And we were going north, like towards Hollywood, you know? I don't know. He lived down there below Washington. Um, and, uh, and you know, like, there's all those mediums in the street there where so people come out and they ask for money and stuff. And um, yeah. so there was a guy out there asking for money. And uh, he came by the car. And I don't remember if, if this friend of mine gave him money or not. But um, I remember he... He turned to me, though, after the guy came by, and he goes, did you see his eyes? And I was like, no, I didn't notice them. He was like, beautiful blue eyes. He's like, he's like it doesn't matter how much you destroy yourself. He goes, you, 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 if you have beautiful eyes, he goes, you'll never lose them. And, uh, and he's being completely uh, serious, too. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I assumed he was. Um. But um, I, I mean, I, I, I. Uh... But was, he was almost saying that here's this guy. He's obviously homeless. He's an addict. He's, his life is not. It's very uncomfortable. But he's, he's also was implying that he's got these eyes, you know, and mm -hmm. he could really be doing more with himself, you know. Yeah. He has this. Way, because I don't think my friend Ben had blue eyes, but he's definitely someone who maybe would wish he wish he did, you know? Yeah, perhaps I sort of read it as like um, the uh, um, I sort of read it as like a uh, well, so Con you said Con Conrad was um, Polish, correct? Yeah. Or his Polish, Polish ancestry. Slavic, yeah. But, like, yeah. kind of, he's a aristocrat, too, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that, there's that, like, that, that struck me as very, like, is a very Protestant thing to say. Um, about, like, the, um, you know, the character of, like, uh, the character of, of, of like various classes being you know indicated in in, in uh, visible ways, both on you know in their person or on on their body or in their behavior, right? 
But what I found interesting is the idea that, like, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, not to be rude, but it, but is it is it the eyes themselves that are like informing the character of the person? You know what I mean? Like, do the eyes have like their own like you know autonomy or something, and that's what's informing that person's personality, or is it like the other way? You know, like what? I I think of it as like. The I thought I thought I have always thought of it as the other way. Yeah. Which is that like this. They're 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 a symbol of the character. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is, yes. So it's like this um this uh uh you know, pure and um you know, this this person this like this person who is like an an, an exemplar of like um the simple and honorable. Yeah. Um, and that's also borne out in his, like, his, uh, you know, saving of his wife. Oh, yeah. Um, and his, um, his, his attitude towards physical danger and his, like, advanced age. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite his advanced age. Uh, cause, you know, even before, before the, before the, uh, the ship collides, their ship is anchored and, I don't know where I was at. Is that Ireland? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, the uh, you know he just he just he was like, oh, we didn't know where he was. We saw him in the in the boat below him and his wife, and we're like, oh, he must have run up, knew what was happening, run up with her, run out, threw her in the boat, and got knocked in before like he could um, he could help himself further. That was such uh, a convoluted story. Too wasn't part of that story too that. He was trying to obviously get her on the boat so she wouldn't be hurt, but somehow on accident he ended up on the boat too, even though he wanted to return to the ship. Yeah, he was returning to the ship, and then the the impact of the the impact of the steamer knocked him into the boat. <laughs> yeah, That's, I had to re- I had to reread that. Me too. Um, but yeah, it's like. I almost yeah, like I, those little I almost like the parts of the book though where like the actions aren't that good like the the way the actions are described you know or like the like when he's focused just on like telling you about the logistics of the scene like mm-hmm. it's it doesn't quite add up or it's like it just seems you know what I mean it's like he's just like checking a box you know Yeah this the uh the the um yeah, like like uh, in a sort of like British understated way, like certain it's like oh, and we you know it's like we toiled terribly. Yeah, but even in the uh, writing, it's like now I'm down to business. Now I'm getting down to business, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, I was thinking though more about like that what that guy I knew from Chicago told me about that homeless guy with, with blue eyes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he was really saying, like, like, this guy, like, with these beautiful eyes, like, like, uh, what a bum, you know? Like, like, he's got it, he's got it made, you know? But he's blowing it. Yeah. You know? He could be, what, like, he what, could be cashing in. What, what? Was he though? 
No, but he wasn't because this guy was homeless. He was just begging for money. But my friend was like, it was almost like he was talking about like, um, who's like a tragic musician. I mean, there's so many, but you know, ones that were, you know, had all the talent, of course, but you know, threw it all away. It's almost like he was talking about someone like that. Like Chet Baker? <laughs> like Chet, yeah, like Chet Baker. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny about Chet Baker is he's – I love any kind of documentary about him, you know? Yeah. Or any – but you have to have the – his. if you ever try to listen to his music alone, it's it's very shallow, you know? It's just something about it that seems – it doesn't have much depth, you know? I feel like you're listening to like a commercial almost. Yeah, I, 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 um, I actually don't listen to it alone because I find it like – I find like that kind that style of I find it maudlin. Yeah, exactly. And I don't I can't really like um, and I can't it's just, it's very it's like it's it's um, and some of it you know yeah some of it is like a little bit um, well I don't know whether it came off as, it probably didn't come off this way at the time but um, it's been you know like it's been beaten to death it was that. That sort of like, like uh, um, style of singing and performing was like completely de facto, but by like, <laughs> like <laughs> so like yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible not to like sort of perceive it as like as like um, you know camp like today. You know what I mean? But it isn't, yeah, he wasn't, like, I mean, his, his, like, his story, like, his story and his sort of, like, the, yeah, the, 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 uh, uh, you know, his, the tragedy of his life is sort of, like, almost as important as, like, the music that he produced. Um, I think, too, people just, I love the idea that, like, all this was happening supposedly in Santa Monica, too, you know? Yeah. And um, and then the idea that he had like all these, he had terrible drug debts, you know. Yeah. And he got his teeth knocked out and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but back to what what, what what you were going somewhere with what uh, your friend said about the the uh, the eyes. Oh. I guess just that, um, he didn't have any, he didn't, he wouldn't give the guy any money basically because he had blue eyes, you know? Like, yeah. if he had had like some kind of ailment, you know? I guess there's a lot of people like that though, who would, they wouldn't give, if they see someone asking for money who's better looking than they are, or maybe even has a physical trait that they admire, they're not going to give them money. Yeah. Number one being youth, probably, for most people. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely, yeah. Right. If you see, like, um, yeah, if you see someone who's, like, otherwise, you know, in their, um, oh, and especially, like, especially um, if you, like, someone who sees, or, like, like, 
like a young, beautiful woman panel. Yeah. I feel like a I feel like a young beautiful woman though will always panhandling will always get money from certain people. Perhaps, but it's it's it, it, it's like. Um, but a young beautiful man panhandling. Well, they're just like, what's wrong with you? Who the fuck's gonna give him money? I mean, I guess like predatory gay men might, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're someone. Well, as as an entree to having a conversation with them, perhaps. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be. There's no free lunch, you know. Yeah. Um. They're gonna give you just enough to, to. Be able to, you know, um, get that money back pretty quick. Yeah. Um. But uh. But the the um. What was I gonna say? Um, but in this case, I sort of like, I mean, the, the way, like, um, the way that the, I don't know, I think that like, it's like the, the, in, during the course of the story, the way that like the, um, uh, I don't know. It was also interesting that, like, the with the with the characters that surround on the on the boat or like like the white. Um, there's sort of like there's sort of like everything sort of like as it should be. Like nothing anyone does is like surprising, aside from perhaps like uh, the uh, was it they said the mulatto cabin boy who um, is reduced to insanity by like the. Uh, breaking of the waves and the howling of the wind uh, when they're, like, down by Cornwall or something. Um, I got distracted. I thought someone was at the door. Um, oh, no worries. The cabin boy? Yeah. The boy? Yeah, he was one of the he was one of the ship boys. He was one of the several crews that came on and off. <laughs> that, that are not really the characteristics of which are not sort of mentioned aside from like their uh, um, well, he does. They're always praise. able. They're always able bodied. Yeah, they're able bodied, and he does praise the last group for um, their uh, very uh, they the very presumably English commitment to furling the mainsail <laughs> correctly before being towed. I like that anything good about a person too is ultimately goes back to their Englishness. Yeah, it, it owes to their it owes to their nationality. Right <laughs> of which he is not. Yeah, he is not. <laughs> I almost think he's just trying to sell books, you know? Yeah, but also, like, you know, like, the, the, I mean, what were his, like, did he have any politics to speak of? Was he, like, or did he, was he just a, was he just an artist? I think he was pretty, um, real nationalist, you know? And yeah. I don't know if he had any politics, like, um, you know, 
like T.S. Eliot or something, you know? I don't know. I think he would yeah. just kind of be whoever, you know? I. Well, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I'm asking is if he has like if he cut with the sort of ideas about the world to this to his like the 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 uh, the life he eventually led, or was he like kind of just he just filled the the shape and size of the container that he was in? Um, are you asking me if his writing was a reflection of his life, like in any kind of accurate way? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, mean, I guess I'm asking if it's, uh, well, I guess, yes. Well, from what I know, he, he wasn't very, he wasn't a very good, uh, sailor, really, you know? He did spend a lot of time, he did, he was out there, you know? And, um... That was his, you know, that, that was his dream. I mean, that's what he, he aspired to be was a, you know, at sea, or so, or so he claims. But um, he, he, didn't, he couldn't really cut it out there, you know? Yeah. Is uh, apparently what, you know. But, I mean, who really knows? I mean... I was interested in his life for a while. I don't know why I'm not really, you know, anymore. Um, I guess, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that, I guess what I was, I guess the, um, what also made me think of that was the, the, the mentioning, the, the pointed mentioning of like, uh, the, the surroundings and, 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 um, uh, company that Marlowe has at the beginning of the story. Um, like you said, I mentioned, like, uh, the high, high churchman. Yeah. Who, uh, is a, no, a high crusted story. Um, I just think, like, I mean, at this point, so he wrote this in what year? Do you remember? Um, I'll just look it up. I have, I have, okay. I'm, I have the ability to do so. Oh, here, I'm looking right here. Oh. I think this is his first, um, it doesn't make any sense that this would be the first thing someone wrote. Does it seem impossible that this would be the first thing? Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, it doesn't seem like... It seems like, doesn't it seem like the last thing somebody might write? Yeah, it seems like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, like a prequel to all, everything that came <laughs> But I think it might be the first, or one of the earliest. Yeah, the, um, well, it's a publication date, 1898. Yeah, and then the, uh, oh, here, let me see when the other books came out. Um, well, he had one novel before that, the, the novel with the N-word in the title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just saw that in his list of works. Um, and then, uh, so I guess he wrote Lord Jim after that. Lord Jim is at probably after Heart of Darkness, you know? Yeah. The one that people read. Um, I, I've read Lord Jim. Uh, I had a, 
professor who was a Conrad scholar of some kind. Um, and we read Lord Jim in the class. But, um, yeah, so this was, yeah, it's surprising that this would be so early, right? He, he, has, a lot of write, he has a lot of writing ahead of him here, huh? Yeah. Right? He has, like, yeah. thousands of pages of, of prose after this. Well, perhaps then it's, like, the imagining of, like, um, like, you said that he wasn't, if, if he was, like, a, if, you know, it's true that, well, he went, he, he went to see, mm -hmm. and then, um, uh, didn't really distinguish himself, uh, or, uh, you know, it is it wasn't. It wasn't to be. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna live his life as a sailor. Yeah. Let's just leave it. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. He. Um, There's no reason to get into the know. particulars. What? There's no reason to get into the particulars. No, no, no. I just. <laughs> I just was thinking like, um, is, is well then maybe is this, maybe this is an exercise in, in sort of creating. Like it's like a, oh this is what this is what I would have liked to have happened and how I would have liked to have uh, reacted to it. Yeah, you know, like it's uh, like I have like maybe it's like I need I need like you know why would in order to write in order to, to talk or to write about like the things that I want to I have to it, it would be necessary for me to invent. Um, yeah. I, uh, to, to, to uncover an avenue into this, right? To describe someone's trajectory into this world where they are, um, uh, you know, um, uh, you know. It's a great. Uh, it's a great. Pr it's a great prompt. Yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of like oh, this is this is this is the formative experience of the person who. I want to put into these stories and situations that that I'm thinking about currently. It's also very accessible because we, well, most people, probably people that would be reading books back then, you know, they, they probably yeah. have had some in, in their minds, you know, they, they had an opportunity at some point in their youth, you know? Yeah. And, uh, they, they, they're still plagued with, you know, like they, they're, they're, um, they're cursed by, you know, what, what could have been for them. Had they yeah, had right. they done had they lived this kind of life, um, or had they not fucked it up um, in their youth, and uh, that's pretty good. I mean, and then, and let's just say like your prompt is like if you're in a writing class and someone's like, okay, so write like write about the story of like how your life would have gone like if you wouldn't have like. Um, made these certain mis whatever mistakes you probably hold in your mind as being the ones that fucked you up. Let's say you didn't you didn't make those mistakes, like write basically that life, you know? Um mm -hmm. and it doesn't really I mean that's obviously kind of like a I don't is that kind of what you were saying? Well you know I was, yeah I was kind of I was sort of saying like his his if um yeah if it like i'm sort of yeah i'm sort of saying that like that uh that uh 
the um, this was this was his attempt to talk about someone's or writing a, a story about a, a recurring character's first blush, first sort of introduction to first taste, the first taste of like the East, the area of the world yeah. that would eventually serve to would further shape and would eventually sort of like yeah some some it would elevate and some it destroys but it is like it is you finally you finally arrive this is the only way to really get there yeah this is this is this, i read this like that like you know what we were mentioning that like that but, but this is a um the first appearance of what would become a recurring character is like yeah a um a way to get there yeah and like and also like it, it seems likely to me that maybe like this suffering all of these all of this pain and drudgery and and, and frustration mm-hmm. with um either uh uh Blanc is like how uh, he believes like an Englishman which is you know his ideal male subject should deal with these sort of uh travails yeah you know like even at the end, after having like abandoned ship, I think the most the most like uh, the most uh, like emotionally well the scene that I sort of, like felt the most dramatic tension during was like the description of the ship like the bow being on fire and slowly marching backwards and them holding the uh, lifeboat uh, uh, steady. Yeah. For like half an hour while the rest of them like napped and were drinking beer <laughs> on the deck because they didn't want to throw it away. Yeah. Um, that's where it felt truest to life for me. <laughs> um, that's after the explosion, obviously. Yeah, that's after the explosion and after they are being towed um, by the uh, steamship that comes up behind them, um, and the the speed and the speed of the 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 wind from the towing passing over the ship fans the flames, the coal, and the hold. <laughs> Well, so the, you know, it's like that would be the, that would be the second time they've been towed, right? Yeah, so it's the second time they've been towed, yeah, and like, but then then the the captain, you know, they come alongside and they're like, you, there's like, boys, there's nothing for it. You have to abandon the ship. And he's like, no, we have to watch it. The captain, Captain uh, Beard, is like, we have to watch it. Um, we have to watch what? He said when he's like, he says like, we 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 must remain with her until she goes down. Of course. Because that's, you know, um, that, uh, uh, that's how, that's, you know, what, what, what any people do in this situation. And then he orders that the the crew to strip the gear for the underwriters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that I thought of too, and this is also, I mean, this is just when I was sort of uh, even in the beginning. This is something that I considered for a long time. Uh, is the degree to which, like, um, uh, the like shipping and and like sea navigation, like going like going to the sea in order to become, um, like, you know, to to learn. To, to become as a rite of passage, like into manhood or whatever, into adulthood. Yeah. And um, the like various like 
spaces which have like a sort of romantic or adventurous charge to them and the um uh the the, the life of like a sailor and all of that and like the the sort of uh how like Satan cities was was organized around the service of like ships and shipping mm-hmm. has been um you know you i one of the things that I think about is like like how long ago that was. Yeah. Because when you go to those places now, they are they're just they they really just sort of forbid like even human view of them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you go to the port of Long Beach and it's just like giant gantry cranes. You can't get anywhere near it. Yeah. And there are just huge concrete walls, like absolutely titanic cargo ships unloading totally uniform yeah. boxes. And even the interiors of the ships are like, they look like um, the DMV. Yeah. You know? Um, like, the extent to which like the, the whole uh, undertaking thanks to the technological improvement that has occurred over the past like century and a half has made this like uh, a completely mechanized, rationalized thing. Even the boats are steered partially by um, computers. There's no, there's no, there's no, um, it's, it's no longer like an embodiment of the, of a man's body. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't, yeah, it has nothing to do yeah. with the, the life, the, the lives and like the rhythm of life in a city or like what people would, would want. It, it's just like, a, it's, it's like anything else now. It, it just is like, um, it's just meant to work as efficiently as possible. It's like there's a software. It's it's been there's a program for it, and they just run that. Yeah. So like all of this sort of is like. Um, Where what it used to be the program for it that ran it was like, just whatever the impulses of the human form might be. Yeah. Moment also, to moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And also that like there were certain you know it was like a it was a it was something that uh, people spent their whole lives doing. So they like. You know, they mm-hmm. you went out, to, you went to eat, you like, you went somewhere to go fuck or get drunk or like, yeah, um, you. Uh, oh, when you would go ashore, you would, yeah, you would take care of all your like, all those um, very, but in a way also very efficiently. You know, you get all those things out of the way, so then you could go back. Yeah, and you would, you would, like, you would. There was like, um, there was some sort of like. Uh, um, uh, or a, a high degree of like um, uh, mixing of people and and um, uh, you know there was some sort of like there was there was the possibility of like you're encountering it was a great um, e- great equalizer yeah or like it was it, it was a po- it was a place you could go to encounter people that you hadn't seen before that spoke a different language that like you could see strange or foreign things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could see some sort of like, um, uh, you know, um, you can see like artifacts from other worlds sort of like torn away and brought there, right? Yeah, and you can commodify that experience just like you can commodify the other stuff. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's like, um, but 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 like, uh, but you know, there was. Um, it proceeded along with like the pace of actual business. So it wasn't as though like, it wasn't as though it was 
it was things were just moved there or that was set up for one's entertainment. It wasn't just like Disneyland, you know. It was like it was a place where people had to be. Yeah. Um, which made it, you know, all that much more. Which which made it like. Um, which you know, I don't know. It, 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 it wasn't a it wasn't uh, a cottage industry. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't just like there wasn't a sort of degree of like artifice or performance inherent. They weren't just giving people jobs to give them something to do. Yeah, well, it's like it's like you think about you think about like I, like I look at like even in L.A. like the China like Chinatown as it exists now, and like Chinatown or Terminal Island as it existed then, mm-hmm. um, when those places when the people were brought there by you know economic. Uh, necessity yeah. and uh, set up their you know, lives the way that they thought they should be set up and the um, uh, course of events and, and things that occurred as a result of that. But now, you know, this isn't an avenue by which people sort of meet and encounter each other. It's just the movement of stuff. Oh, you mean the neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, the neighborhood. Oh no! Well, I mean, yes, exactly. For Terminal Island, like, like for San Pedro and like the, the Port of Los Angeles, absolutely. I mean, ports all over the world are now like, like I mean, for the very small number, of, relatively speaking, very small number of people who like actually pilot those ships. Mm-hmm. I suppose that maybe there are spaces that they go, but like if you're, you know, if you're, um, you know what, you know what I kind of thought you were saying. I thought I thought you what? were saying it was pretty. Was, I thought you were saying that Chinatown in L.A. had – it started out like as a place that was a community, right? People were there because people yeah. were there, right? And it was – things would transpire that can only transpire between people when they're congregated, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's no longer that. It's just like a um, – it's a uh, – it's something else. Yeah, well, no, I am saying that, too. I, okay. I was, I was saying that it be, it's become, like, it's just a place where people have concerts, and um, there are... Uh, it's, a, it's, another vin- it's another venue. It's another theater. Yeah, it's another place where, like, I mean, like, it's, like, funny, because, you know, there's that restaurant that, said, that has, like, a scene of filming of movie uh, uh, Rush Hour yeah. with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's just like it's sort of like a tourist attraction, and yes, like it, it's a unique sort of architectural space. It has a different feel from the rest of the city, and but it, you know, it's just like it's just like a tourist attraction, basically. Yeah. Um, and all the all of the actual like all of the people, all of them with the recent immigrants from um, China, at least, live like in the St. Gabriel Valley places that are like basically indistinguishable from every other place. Mm-hmm. In that same region, um, but I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm starting not, not going to get too far afield, but like I, um, you, like there, there's um, the you know I, I just think of that the the, the rationalizing and, and computerizing and um, uh, the fetishizing of, of uh, just any kind of system that that you can't grasp in your mind? No, more like, more like the, 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 this, like, this once was of understanding the frontierless world is, you know, um, 
is uh, is understanding the process of enlightenment and or like what you know what they mean specifically by that, and also the um, I think that the the, the other thing I hit on, which was the, the mechanization and rationalization and the exclusion of human lives from systems designed to serve human ends mm-hmm. is a byproduct of, of enlightenment. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's why you get to sit around and be an artist all day, because you don't have to bother with that stuff, right? And you think that's the answer. Well, no, I think that... No, I'm, think, I'm not I saying I do, but they think it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I think that, that, that yeah, there are many people who believe that is the answer, right? Yeah. That is... There, I mean, that, that was like John Maynard Keynes thought that was the answer. That's the guy who, who started that Zappos shoe company thought that was the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought everyone should have their own, like, private, like, 20,000-square-foot, like, art studio. Oh, that was his really. That's all, all. That's what I gathered from reading one article about him. But <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> well, I, I like the. I mean, I like how I like how this this um, this. Uh, well, you know, as to what we were talking about previously, like the the fact that, like, you know, for all of the um, antiquated and sort of risible features of like Conrad's worldview and like his. Um, uh, you know the the the, the much discussed attitude that he has towards um, uh, you know other dark places around the world where the course yeah. of capital and nemesis lives. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, you know he's still talking about he's talking about um, there's some there's something there's something uh, you know respectable and and laudable in uh, the the fact that you the, the fact of, of going to, to to see quote unquote or like opening yourself up to a, a congress with um, the alien and unknown you know yeah and having to, like, and having I, to, like, I, I guess I guess that. I guess one of the questions I have about that is um, does it still work if that's what you're going for? Oh, you mean does it does it? If you're if you're shooting for the exotic, is it gonna is it gonna rock your world to the degree that you hope it to? You know. Well, I I would. Oh, that's a good question. I suppose, like, I mean, I can't really. You can't speak I don't know, personally. <laughs> Go ahead. You can't find an example in your own life. Well, I mean, who um, could? I mean, but. I think that I think that I like. I mean, I would say, uh, I would say that the the degree of like, I don't know. I mean, I would say that it's it, like the, the 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 possibility of 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 uh, of one's. Life. I mean, there's always the potential. If you, even if I was to go to like Germany, okay, day, right, yeah, and like live there for a year, I would it would have some effect on me, right? If I was to learn the language, yeah, and to immerse myself in, I don't know, the culture of like Dusseldorf or something, yeah. like certainly I would have like I would immer- I would be changed yeah. as a result of my experience. But 
Well, but it's all about what kind of meaning does, does is it necessary to attach to that, you know? Yeah. To some, um, some people, they would go away. People, they would go away. Let's talk about in L.A. Couldn't you imagine someone in L.A. that we knew, like, they went away and lived in Germany for a year, right? That's all they would ever fucking talk about, you know? For the, every time you saw them, about how, you know, they went to Germany and how they were different. Maybe they spoke the language now. Not that anyone we know would ever study the language, but, you know, um, that would be all they ever, that would define them forever. They would be talking about that, you know, when they were old. Yeah. I don't mean that as a criticism, I'm just... No, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, Certainly. Um, I think that... Uh, I think that the degree of foreknowledge, right, the ex- like, or, I guess, I, you know, our, one's expectation of the experience shapes the experience to some extent. Yeah. And, like, in the case of like Marlowe, like uh-huh. he had very little expectation. And the likelihood of him even reaching Bangkok uh, was... Um, That's youth for you, right? Yeah, right. You know, he didn't... He didn't. Yeah, it's like, it's like... I mean, to some extent, we all become... Um, when, I, when I think about... Yeah, when I think about aging, when I think about the... Um, the evolution of like you become, you know, tired and um, disinterested, right? Both because you're 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 physically decomposing, but also because um, there isn't you know you don't have the appetite for uh, for um, those experiences Danger. or like yeah or like you couldn't or yeah or it's like there's there's no. Um, it's like you're adding. It's like adding too much paint to sort of a canvas or something. You're covering up what already has come before it. Like there's some sort of there's some sort of narrative cohesion that you've like accepted is yeah. going to define your life. And like to do more stuff would just sort of like be would just be too. There's no me. You know what I mean? That's a very sort of like like um, I think that's a sort of like cultural idea that like is very at least. It's presented to me that way. It's like, oh, well, you know, when you're young, you do crazy stuff, you mm-hmm. get into all sorts of scrapes, yeah. and then you become wealthy, and then you become uh, a pissed-off, bitter, drunk, old weird, old weirdo towards the end because yeah. you can't, you know, I don't know. I, I, um, I, but, if, uh, but if you hang out, but if you find maybe like-minded folks like he has, right, or like yeah. Marlo has, I mean, Marlo's not alone, you know? Um, and I think he's, I think at the end there in that last scene, too, obviously the perspective is really weird, you know, the way it changes um, in the last paragraph. But, yeah. But um, there's something like, he's implying something mystical, obviously, that, you know, with their eyes and with them looking at each other, having this, you know, something. They were able to, like, get together, like, a bunch of witches, you know, and, like, put a bunch of stuff together, a bunch of stories, a bunch of... And then they were able to kind of, like, recreate some of that, you know, get some of the old flames going, you know? Yeah, and, like, like further lit by, like, um, drinking uh, claret. Yeah, claret, of all things, right? Of all things. I mean, how many glasses uh, can you have of claret? <laughs> I don't know. 
know. I think you could probably drink a lot of it if you're like, uh, um, like a cigar chomping. Is it isn't a claret just like kind of like a, a a table wine, like a red wine? Yeah. Sounds like a like a burgundy sort. It's just a very standard. Uh, uh, red wine from Bordeaux. Let's see. But kind of a lighter bodied, I think, right? Light red or yellowish wine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, use over time on Google, and like around 1900, it just starts to shoot downwards. Huh. Like 18 post 18. Is when the, the the mention of the word claret, according to Google's analysis, is that it's created. Um, it's a term originally coined by the British to describe Cabernet-based wine. Oh, sounds so pretty. Sounds I pretty heavy. That's why I looked it up. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, depending on how strong it is, you probably like drink a whole bottle. It's a nice word, uh, though, right? Yeah. I think that's the main function. Um, well, so let's let's talk about moving forward here. Um, so do you want do you want to you want to um, maybe uh, read something else? You want to do want to want to lead the next one and, and suggest something, and then we'll do this again maybe in two weeks. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna suggest. Um, I mean, I, yeah, let's do it again in two weeks. And I was going to suggest the, the uh, uh, um, first chapter or the first half of the uh, dialect of your enlightenment. Okay. It is, I think it's like, I think just, just because it is at the intersection of the themes we identified today. Yeah. And um, it isn't like it, it also is. It'll be foundational. I can tell it's going to be foundational for the whole project. Yes, very, it is very important. We should and we should decide that that's true ahead of time, though. You know, just to create a structure. Yeah, no, it is. It is very important. It's, okay. It's, it's, I I I have it. It is um. It it is something that I came upon. Uh, embarrassingly recently, mm-hmm. but I was, uh, my thinking was, 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 um, and my curiosity, intellectual curiosity was, re- was significantly altered and rerouted by it. Oh. Okay. So I'd like a chance to read it again. And also I haven't really discussed this at length. So that would, it would be, it would be good. And I can send you there's, I mean, it's everywhere. But you could you can easily find a um, like a free version online. Like they have, you know, it's just floating around all over the place. Just send me the name and the and I'll I'll find it. Um, okay, cool. All right. And you know maybe moving forward, um, we can uh, we can bring in a guest. You know. Yeah. Maybe someone who is like a, a scholar, someone who is into certain texts, or maybe we could even bring in a, a writer. You know. Yeah. Um, but I like this moving forward and, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say goodbye, but, um, I'm so glad you took that. I'm actually really happy that we did this. Good. I'm glad too. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. Farewell. Okay. You too. Bye-bye.